HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Connect. Connect helps small businesses connect with suppliers and get customized quotes for free. Learn more at kinnek.com slash heritage. I'm Greg Blaze, host of Cutting the Curd. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. And my name is Southern Teague. And, man, we're moving right into fall. We've had so many... It's been really cool this this past month. We've had... Book month. It's been book month on the Speakeasy, which is... Not over yet. we got one more after this. I know. I know, man. Jack Gregory's going to be here next week. I know. Well, that's going to be really cool to have him back in the studio. Yeah. Um, we've had Robert Simonson. We've had Brad Thomas Parsons. I, like, we've had, like, which has been a bunch of... It's been, like, a... a Revolving door of uh, our very talented writer buddies coming yeah. through the the studio, and uh, today's no different. Today is no different. Uh, today we have the very talented Kara Newman. Welcome to the show. Yeah, Thank you. Um, author of the new book Shakespeare Sip, uh, and more than fifty effortless cocktails made in equal parts. Yeah, that's the that's the hook on this book, right? Equal parts cocktails. Right. Everything's made in exactly equal proportions. Every that's last amazing. drink. That's amazing. So, so how many bottles can you hold at the same time to to dump into a glass? Like, what's your what's your limit? I've actually never tried that. I, I leave that to the masters. Because <laughs> I know, like the the uh, like, for instance, like going like kind of like old school, not super old school, old school American. It, it would be like the Long Island iced tea. You see yes. bartenders picking up five bottles and dumping them into a glass, you know, not measuring, and then throwing in their sour mix and Coke and stuff like that, um, which I, I don't I, – I'm assuming the Long Island iced tea is not in this book. It's not. Okay. It didn't make the cut. <laughs> but <laughs> they, I guess They buried it at Tails a few years ago, didn't they? Yeah, that's true. Oh, man. I guess as long as you're pouring those bottles all at the same rate, it's going to be equal parts, so why not? Yeah, why not? That's I guess that would be like seven bottles, right? Oof. Jesus. <laughs> Some big hands. Um, I can do five. I think I could probably do five. Like two in each hand and then kind of like put one in between. <laughs> I can do it. Um, so, yeah. So the inspiration for this book, why don't you tell us about it? I mean, like, I think it's, I think it's obvious, but I want to hear it from you. Uh, I just thought that it was a, 
a genre of cocktails that really hadn't been brought to the the home bartender. It's one of those those drinks that um, everyone seems to know in the bartending industry. Everyone knows the the Negroni and the last word, um, but I don't think a lot of home bartenders realize that there's this category of drinks made in equal proportions, and it's just it's easy to execute. And I didn't. I didn't invent the category, but I did manage to sweep them all together into uh, a collection. Yeah. I think for me, I, and I, so there, I don't know, like you probably feel the same way. It's like, to me, you know, we, we kind of like, as bartenders, we tend to challenge ourselves with different types of drinks. Like for instance, like most notably, you know, like, um, beer cocktails, beer cocktails are challenging. Sure. You know? Yeah. Cause absolutely. you have to like, you have to adapt for, you know, like for instance, your sugar levels, like for whatever, like the the cocktail part of it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to like go a little bit heavier with your with your with your sweetener, enrichener, whatever you want to call it, to to balance, balance out, it out, right? right? Mm-hmm. So, like another one is like making like a perfect equal parts drink. It's always been yeah. a thing. I've always called them we, well, how we refer to them in the house at the morning. Anyway. We call them Zen cocktails. Like when we say, oh, it's, yeah. it's it's these items, and we say it's a Zen cocktail, and everybody in the house knows what that means. Like, oh, it's all those items in equal portions. And I think Bobby, you mentioned Bobby in the book, right? He calls them... Equinox cocktails. Equinox cocktails. I think that's pretty mm-hmm. genius as well. Like Thanks. equal parts day and day and night. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, they are a challenge. Um, and we have a few on the menu at Morning Margo, and you feature one of them here in the book, the Sharpie Mustache, made by Chris Elford. Um, which Love is, that drink. Yeah, everyone does. It's uh, It's been on the menu at more for three three years three of our five and a half years that's amazing um the team at Amore we vote each menu change the team votes on what stays and goes and that that one just continues to march forward so it's great to be in the book thank you oh my pleasure it doesn't hurt that you serve them in those cute little yes. bottles with the mustache stickers on the bottles adorable it's a crab pleaser <laughs> yeah. and it's a really good drink uh it is yeah it's super well balanced um you know we run it down for you real fast it's equal parts of uh london dry gin uh, rye whiskey um, Bonal, which is a gentian and quinine wine, and then Maletti Amaro, which is cola nut Amaro, with just a couple of dashes of uh, uh, tiki bitters, which gives it this like really leathery island spice kind of vibe. Um, and it's fair to mention that too. These are equal parts cocktails, but they do have little bits of augmentation here and there bitters, splashed soda, et cetera, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So you can't just be all equal parts with the bitters. Well, I mean, unless you're doing something like a, like a Trinidad. True, like right? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, like, I, I think, especially for our listeners and especially for, like, the home bartenders out there, I mean, the the Negroni, and like you mentioned, the Negroni and the last word are the, the most notable, just kind of, like, the first ones you can think of that are your go-to three and four-part equal-part cocktails. Um, Bijou. Bijou. Corpse Survivor. Corpse Survivor. Yeah. Yeah, true. Totally. Um, wow, man, but I think know. I think the most like <clears throat> the most like customizable one would be the Negroni, right? I mean, like because if you you know it's it's spirit, bitter, and vermouth. So as long as you are swapping out one for like a, an equal category, like memory, you know, like sure, swap a spirit one, for a spirit, know. swap a swap a fortified wine for a fortified wine. Do you find a lot of? Did you find a lot of that happening when you were doing the research for this book? Like as far as like the uh, like the the house cocktails that that you put in the book and like that you that you tried. With? There were a ton of of Negroni and Negroni variations. Actually, one of my favorites was uh, Lynette Marrero's. Um, she we called it the Toffee Negroni. 
it's um, an aged rum drink. So, you know, the spirit becomes aged rum. Um, there's a Montelato sherry for the fortified wine. And then Aperol then takes the, the place of the aperitif. And it's, it's just a lovely drink. And it's a Negroni, but it's not a Negroni. Yeah. A, a no groni. Not groni. <laughs> there are just so many. I think one of the big challenges in putting the book together was not having the Negroni or the, the bitter, boozy, stirred um, category dominate the entire book. I had to find yeah. some that also had some juices, had more of like a spring or summer feel, had maybe like a, a bubbly, more refresh, more refreshing um, profile. There are just so many boozy and bitters, and I, I love that style. I mean, Southern's built a whole bar around it. Right. Yep. <laughs> but you know, there's there's more to that when you're trying to to build a, a book. Where did you uh, Where did you get to travel to? Um, or- yeah, did you run around and talk to all these folks, or did you just reach out via the internet or whatever? Uh, kind of a mix. Um, a lot of people from around here that I already knew contributed ideas. Uh, there are other people I've known from um, other other interviews. In some cases, I've managed to visit a bar. Um, but it's just a lot of kind of like pulling it all together. I have to admit, I had a very short time frame to put it all together. So it was a lot of you know reaching out to people I knew and saying, "Hey, you got something to contribute? I would love to." Yeah, you know, I, I remember getting mine in right away. How about you, Damon? I missed the deadline. <laughs> <laughs> it is still one of the great tragedies of my life that I don't have <laughs> your your recipes there in there. There would have been fifty more cocktails in this book if, yeah, if I if I'd made that deadline. This is one of your things. I mean, don't you you have a ton of equal parts drinks, don't you? I have a, a ton. So much so that my uh, my ex girlfriend actually started an LLC called Equal Parts LLC. No. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I had no idea. It's like a big deal for me. Yeah. And I was so bummed that I missed the deadline. Oh, my God. Uh, Volume I, two. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah. So th- I, I, I think of like one of the like the modern spins on a classic Equal Parts cocktail would be like Phil Ward's like the final ward, uh, which is a rye based it's rye and lemon and green chartreuse and maraschino. Like, exactly, yeah. So like, it's a last word. It's yeah. It's one of the last it's, word yeah, variations. Using like, those templates. So yeah, I mean, like it's funny. It, I mean, it's which I think is like we're we're a little bit we're we're pulling back the curtain here for the for the home the home user, and we're revealing you know the I don't know what is this a trade secret? I don't like I don't like secrets. It's but but you know like yeah. Well, actually, we're, we're we're shaking off a little bit of the mystery, which I. I like. I, I want the consumer to have a better idea of what's going on in, in how we put things together for them in a class. Yeah. I mean, when Phil, speaking of Phil Ward, when but he like, was on we, the but, show. But, but we all work by templates. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I tell people a thousand times a day at Amori Margo, we make three drinks old fashioned Manhattan Negroni and untold variations on those drinks. But every drink sure. we put out is one of those. Yeah. And I do it every day, day in, day out. Because you don't do salad and You don't have juice. Exactly. We don't do any. Yeah. Yeah. Um,. But yeah, I mean, like Phil Phil Ward when he was on the show, actually a couple of years ago, a few years ago, whatever. I've been doing the show for a long time. <laughs> um, he he said it was like like using these templates, like and playing like Mr. Potato Head. You know, yeah, like absolutely. You put a nose in, plug and play. Goes. Yeah, it's like put an eye in, for a different eye. You know, it's like it's you can use these templates. <laughs> put a foot for an ear, whatever. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sometimes that happens, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's funny you should mention that, like you know, you've got your your templates like your Manhattan slash Martini. I think it's yeah. I think, a, I think a Martini is a Manhattan. Manhattan came first. Sure. Spirit vermouth bitters. Yeah, and then you got like your Negroni, your equal parts drink. You got your old fashioned or Sazerac or whatever you know Latin Quarter, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's that template. 
Um, so you mentioned, Kara, that uh, you were researching some of the like sour drinks. What, what are some that you kind of came across that were that kind of stood out? Like now we talked a little bit about like the Negroni kind of like spirit for spirit, but let's talk about like for instance like a last word or maybe even a five parter. Um, yeah, let's get deeper. Yeah. Oh, man. So the book's just, I'm looking real fast. The book's just oh, separated we should mention, by. Yeah, we should mention that too. Like, what's cool about this book is like, that it's separated by, uh, it goes from two equal parts to three to four to five, which I think is really cool. You know, like. I never found six or seven. Really? It's because I, I, I didn't be... make the deadline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Volume two. I, I want to hear about your, your six part, seven part, equal part strength. Oh. I really, really do. It's too provocative for radio. Well, I mean. <laughs> You know, not for nothing, the eight Amaro Sazerac at Amori Amargo is equal parts of no. eight different Amari. With, oh, with this two, is warming my heart. With two different bitters <laughs> and a glass of rinse with chartreuse. So. That's Jesus. awesome. That's a monster. That's Meyer Savaro. Wow. It's been on the menu since the day we opened. I love it. I love it. I mean, if you want to talk about the last word, I mean, one of the things that I love about the last word is how it just sort of... Um, it evolves into so many other drinks as well. Um, I feel like the paper plane is maybe the most successful example, and that's one of my favorite drinks of all time, equal parts or not. Yeah. And that one is equal parts um, bourbon. Bourbon, lemon, and... Amaro. Oh, yeah, Amaro Nonino. Oh, Nonino, yes. Yes, 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 yes. And that's... Boom, still got it. Still got it. Thank you. (laughs) And that's Sam Ross's yeah. drink, and it's it's wonderful. And I I even I was just traveling in Savannah, and I saw it evolve yet again at um, at a bar called Cotton and Rye. They had a version with local spirits, and instead of Aperol, it was um, a Leopold um, aperitif. And instead of instead sorry instead of yeah instead of Aperol, it was um, Leopold aperitif. And instead of the Amaro Nonino, it was um, high wire. Uh, Southern Amaro. Oh yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah, and it tasted totally different, but it was wonderful. Plug and play, man. Yeah, plug and play. Don't be afraid. I like this. I like the fact that you have this rum punch in here from Don Beach Comer. Uh, from his uh, first of all, I everyone knows that I love iced tea, so like having this in here is like really cool. And it's a five parter. Actually, it one two three. Four, He's counting. Seven. He's There's checking seven. my facts. There are actually seven parts in this one. Well, All right. But you listed it as five, Above but there's actually seven. It's well, amazing. <laughs> what, what are the extra pieces, though? They're, in the book, you can have equal parts and then a splash of bitters or a splash of This soda. is one ounce of each. This is one ounce dark rum, one ounce golden rum, one ounce uh, black iced tea, one ounce lime juice, one ounce mango juice, one ounce pomegranate juice, one ounce yeah, simple syrup. there it is. You did it. I did it. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping in the back of my mind I, I made that chapter into five or more. I think you did. I think you did. Okay. Yeah. My, my editor won't shoot me. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's take a quick yeah. break. Five equal parts and more. It's and more. <laughs> yeah. Let's take a quick break and, uh, and, and make we'll an equal parts drink. Yeah, let's do it. All right. We'll be back in just a moment with Karen. Connect helps small businesses connect with suppliers online and get customized quotes for free. From research to purchase, we've helped thousands of craft producers find the best prices and suppliers for their business. Browse research, purchasing guides, or equipment and supplier reviews. Request and compare quotes from multiple suppliers in one place. 
store your conversations online and purchase with confidence. Connect is here to help you manage purchasing the easy way. Supplier? Connect can help you connect with customers at the push of a button. It's the perfect solution, whether you're looking to scale or get a new product off the ground. See how our marketplace can help your business grow today. Buy or sell smarter on Connect. It's purchasing made painless. To learn more, visit us at connect.com slash heritage. That's K-I-N-N-E-K dot com slash heritage. And we are back. You're listening to The Speakeasy. And in the studio today, we have Karen Newman, who just put out this book, Shake, Stir, Sip, More Than 50 Effortless Cocktails Made in Equal Parts, which just uh, hit its second printing. In a week. In a week. That's crazy. That's that's undoable. Unheard of. Yeah, that's... It is. It is. I'm really excited about it. I just imagine, like... (laughs) I'd like, be bouncing off the walls. Like some of your family members with stacks of your book. Like they just like, <laughs> like bought like. Let's just go buy. Like a hundred copies sweep each. Sweep out Barnes and Noble or whatever. That's great. Congratulations. That's Thank amazing. You. Um, we've been talking in the first half of the show about equal parts drinks and, uh, and how cool of a concept they are. And, but there's one, there's one that, you know, we kind of talked a little bit of shit on the, uh, the Long Island iced tea, but. As far as like a, a true classic cocktail goes, that's equal parts. Man, I've just never been able to get in the blood and sand. It's the worst. It's so like I it's flabby. Like, it, it's flabby. It's it's like one of those things where you know, like they're like, oh, like I, I kind of imagine them being in a room, like in their stock room, being like, oh, well, we got a ton of scotch and we got a <clears throat> ton of cherry herring and ton of orange juice. Well, I mean, Let's the just blood, put them, kind of like like what happened with the the Moscow Mule. They're like. Got this ginger beer and we got this vodka. I don't know. Fucking mix them together. Yeah, right. Boom. Millions. You got a nice cup to put it in? It didn't, yeah. it didn't work with the uh, the blood and sand so much. Well, I, it, but it was a popular drink for a while. I think it's worth noting that the blood and sand has a history. You know, it was named after a, a, a movie of the same name, a silent the film. The Rudy Valentino film. Yeah, yeah, Valentino. So that certainly gave it some strength. And then, you know, you, you rarely find that blood and sand made the original way, which was with blood orange juice, mm-hmm. which is definitely sharper acidity than just traditional orange juice. But orange juice cocktails, as we've talked about on the show, I think, before, just fall flat all the time. We, we, we fixed that problem at Booker and Dex. We acid-adjusted orange juice to have the same acidity as lime juice. But you can't do that at every bar. Yeah. I feel like the orange juice is part of the problem. I mean, I've, I've talked to bartenders, and some people say you just can't work with orange juice. The Ward 8 has the same problem. Yeah. Um, and some people say it's the, the proportions that it's just out of balance as equal parts. I just think it's the worst equal parts drink there is. Yeah. Not in the book, with good reason. The authority on equal parts cocktails just laid down the law on the <laughs> fucking blood and sand. But you both so agree. let's put that shit to me. bed. No, I agree. I'm just letting yeah. the, letting the listener know that now it's law. I think <laughs> I think it's okay to be opinionated about classic cocktails that don't work. I mean, there's. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you've spotted both of you have spotted this as have I like in in our travels. You know, like. Every once in a while, you go into a bar in another city, or just wherever, and they'll have a blood and sand on the menu, and it's like, why? a for effort, way way to research and dig. But then, did you taste it? Like it doesn't like it really sounds yeah. great. Do you really like this? Do you? Yeah, uh, no. I don't think you do. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's actually it's kind of unfortunate because like in this in the true spirit of like an equal parts cocktail where you can kind of plug and play. I feel like there's not a lot of room to wiggle. There, I, no, I yeah. think I think you can get creative with it. 
I think swapping out the cherry herring for another like liqueur is the first step. I'm not saying anything. Ninety nine bananas. I mean, scotch and bananas <laughs> go really well together. <laughs> and orange juice. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. breakfast. Now it's like a dull like fruit mixer kind of thing. <laughs> but I mean, no, I mean, like we actually have a, a, a scotch and banana cocktail on our menu right now at, at, at Grand Army. You know, like innovators. <laughs> it doesn't have orange juice in it, but I mean, like, oh, man, I've yeah, I've I've had a hard time working with orange juice and cocktails. Like, I I had one. I was always like anti orange juice and cocktails until I I did one with like like Tennessee whiskey and Bekarovka and lemon and orange and ginger. And, and Hefeweizen and it like but it was working like you're having to build around that orange juice no no, no. yeah I mean I but like it was, that Becky is, it was that, pulling that's... back from the like it was basically like coming off of like the it was Allegash White and you know like with a like a Belgian wit beer you've got like like orange peel and clove and that kind of stuff so it was like it made sense in the drink but like other than that I don't think I've I'm pretty sure I've never done a, I've never put a cocktail together with orange juice in it ever Screwdriver? I mean, I don't drink vodka. Does no favor for the orange juice or the vodka. Yeah. Drink them separate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And you know what? Separate. Like, okay. I, I can We're, go on. We digress. Yeah, we <laughs> I think the Karen Newman's here with us. Has, <laughs> I think the sidecar has similar issues, too. Um, an equal part sidecar is just, it just doesn't work for me either. I don't know how you work with that at your bars. I don't, I don't do equal parts on the sidecar. No. No, no way, man. I don't do sidecars. Well, you don't. <laughs> I, I make them. I love being the devil's advocate always. I know. <laughs> Screw juice. Get it out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're more in the like two-part section of the book. <laughs> I'm, frankly, is there a one-part section? That's really my song. <laughs> that really is. You write that book. <laughs> so We call that whiskey. Uh, yeah. Or tomorrow. Or tomorrow. Um. Well, if you like, we have a yeah. You a brought no something for cocktail. us. I, I brought a little little okay, something to try. I'm going to pour it right now. It's kind okay, of cool. It's kind of evil green. You might want to give it a little, oh, a little shake for sorry. you. Sure. What are we having? It's called the disco ball. It's in the book. It is. It is. And oh, it smells like chartreuse. <laughs> it it's uh, it's equal parts green chartreuse and yellow chartreuse and mezcal. Oh wow! Which Both sounds really weird, but it's actually. I enjoy it very much. I there's nothing we drink this. How, is this a, any of those things? Has it served up rocks? Uh, it's usually done as a shot. This is a shot. They have it on tap at uh, what? Grain and Grapes in. I'm pouring you one, Pierre. In Jacksonville, Florida, <laughs> and I couldn't believe it when I, I saw it, and I was like, okay, I have to have this for the book. This it's it. I'm sorry, they have it on tap in North Carolina. In in Florida, Jacksonville, oh, sorry, Florida. Florida. I wasn't. I was pouring, not listening. It says, from the book, read from the book, quote, it's a shot, not a cocktail, end quote, explains (laughs) Ford Roberts of the Grape and Grain Exchange in Jacksonville, Florida, who first brought this drink to my attention, although Grape and Grain pulls it from the tap, that's cool, Uh, this is easy enough to stir multiple portions in a mixing glass and then pour around for friends. Or make a big bottle of it and haul it around with you like this. Yeah, bring it to the studio. (laughs) This is awesome. This is... uh, Heck of a way to start the day, guys. (laughs) Let's go, ball. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. I mean, I I always love, like, well, you know what's cool about this? First of all, I'm going to take a sip. Sorry, I didn't sip. I drank it all. (laughs) 
<laughs> it might do with a Ooh, little bit of peppery. ice in it. Mezcal. Um, yeah, that's delicious. Mezcal and chartreuse. Which mezcal did you use? El Bujo. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, that's really good. I have a lot of customers who come in and order, they order chartreuse last, is my last guilty words pleasure, with though. mezcal. All the time. Yeah, I you know some of my like like very like regular customers come in, they love last words, but they're like, you know what? Just see let's like take this to the next level, you know? That so, is kind of what this is like, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah minus the sort of minus citrusy juice. citrusy nature. So yeah. You could have this at, at Amoria Margo. I could have this at Amoria Margo. I'm about to. On tap. <laughs> Disco ball on tap. Um <laughs> there it is in the book. Oh I like God. the way it sort of glows. Yeah. Well sure. It's a it's a hell of a drug. Chartreuse <laughs> is my guilty pleasure. Chartreuse is my day drinking. Nobody drinks in the daytime. Drink responsibly. Um, <laughs> it's, I, there's a spot right over next to my bar called the Tile Bar. It doesn't even have its own name. It's just got a bunch of tiles, so it's called the Tile Bar. You know this place, right? Yeah, I thought it was called... Uh, Does it have a name? I don't know it. It has a name, but everyone calls it the Tile Bar, I don't, which I think is awesome. I don't know that I've ever seen its name anywhere. They probably don't... It's cash only, so it's not like I'm getting a receipt or anything. (laughs) Uh, But at the tile bar, they they serve, (laughs) they have chartreuse. It's just a a joint dive bar, which I love. I'm a high proponent of of dive bars. And they they serve chartreuse. I don't think they really know exactly what it is, but it's always on their bar, so they're reordering it because I know that I go there and my contingency goes there as well. You get a rocks glass damn near full of chartreuse (laughs) for seven bucks. Uh, what are you doing after this? Uh, going to the <laughs> tile bar. So we <laughs> we roll in there. It's high life's frosty cold in a bottle and two point five ounces of chartreuse wow. for like eleven dollars. Uh, and that stuff for me, not it's cheap, like man. It, uh, no, exactly. That's the thing. These guys obviously don't know what they've got, but they've been. Doing it. <laughs> I've been going there for years, years. Same price, years. Wow. Don't tell the guys at pouring ribbons. Yeah, well, that's probably where Troy gets his supply. He just rolls over there and orders structures <laughs> and as a funnel. It. He's a funnel down beside him, <laughs> running down his pants leg. That's amazing. <laughs> so, um, but this is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Kudos, Pierre. I'll drink yours too. Sorry. I think uh, I I think I've got my new like house shot. I mean, like we're we're always like doing like CIA's or like hard starts and things like that. Like well, CIA, that's Tony Guffey. Hard start. That's you, right? Yeah, that's didn't make it to the book. We <laughs> <laughs> well, saw Brad's but Brad's book on Amaro. It's, in, it's I mean, in Brad's book. He's got yeah. a whole section on these fifty-fifty shots. I just saw. It's like, oh man, this is awesome. Yeah, I think it's also in Robert Simons's book. The, the look the at you, start. fancy pants. Just uh, he, hard start, making his way around the world. Yeah. Nice. Um, but uh, you want to tell we, what that is? We never. The hard start, by the way, is equal parts Fernet and Bronco Minta. Um, but <laughs> nice bartender's handshake. Yeah, it's it's more like a bartender hug. <laughs> we don't shake hands; we hug. Um, uh, it's a high five wrapped in a hug. <laughs> but yeah, we never like you know when we're doing staff shots. It's like all right now now we're going to do a three parter. This is cool. This is delicious. Yeah, I, it's curious to me how these get started and get around you know like yeah i love the hard start i love the cia i love the cia so much i i, I stretched it and made it to a cocktail have you had a uh what's it called the newport yeah absolutely what's uh, the newport newport is um mezcal. Franca, mentha and mezcal so it's smoky and minty like a newport cigarette <laughs> oh my I th- was that Meehan? who did that one i don't i know. feel like the first time i had that that was at pdt Really? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever done a shot at PDT. Oh, that's all I do there. 
I drink the same wherever I go. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> this would be like a personality test. You know, what's your what's your go to when you're at PDT? Mm, um, American whiskey and and the Pilsneriest beer on t- on tap. That's what I get every time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted, you know, it's it's my neighbor bar, so I go there most of the time when they're closed and or closing. So yeah. I'm not trying to. Right. Not trying not, to dance around the menu and make Jeff Bell or whoever's behind the bar work too hard. You're not trying to have a. I'm not looking for the PDT ham. experience. I'm just in there to like shake pop, the dust off. Popcorn rum or Bitten's ham infused whiskey. I had my first one of those when they did the PDT reunion tour at Boilermaker. Boilermaker. Oh yeah, I never, I didn't get to make it by there. Oh my god, it was so much fun. Um, I, what's your what's your go to drink? Here? Yeah, which one of these in this book do you? I mean, I mean you brought us this one. I mean, I'm going to have some more. Yeah. You guys are going slow. <laughs> I mean, it depends what I have on hand. I mean, probably out of the... That's the best answer, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. What I mean, it'll probably wind up being a Negroni if I'm at home, because I'll just go for whatever is, is simpler. I mean, actually, speaking of this book and speaking of, of PDT, I mean, not to not to bash PDT, love PDT. Bash so much. Fuck <laughs> so much respect for Jimmy. And no, love I don't know. <laughs> but I was also thinking about this book in relation to the, the PDT book. And uh, I remember when it first came out, a reporter at the New York Times literally um, made all the drinks in the book or, or tried to. Wow. A reporter living what out in Westchester. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was, they, they had a blog about it. Oh, it was like that guy who did the Savoy book years ago. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, yeah that's totally. cool. I should look that up. And the reporter concluded that you couldn't possibly make all of the, the drinks in the PDT book because it was just too, too complicated and involved too many esoteric ingredients. And I was trying to think of this as being like the anti-PDT book. In a way. Sure. Yeah. Well. Yeah. PZ, you have to make. There are sub recipes. You have to make something right. that goes in the drink before you can make the drink. I right. get that. And I have no sub well, recipes, no infusions. I'm totally okay no with that. No simple syrups, except for the regular simple syrup. Sure. Right. I'm totally okay with that. Like I often feel like we buy these books, like the PET book. Let's flip the the switch and go back to the food world, which is where I, you know, half my mind lives. Like you know, we buy like the per se book, Tom Keller. No one's going home and trying to make all that stuff. It's really beautiful. It's, it's cool inspiring. to have that information, and it's inspiring. That's the bottom line. Yeah. So if you've got those books, you go look at them and you go, oh, my God, that sounds amazing. What can I do that's within my parameters, within my skill set sure. that I can get as close and I can entertain my friends and family and have a good time and, in our case, not just get full but get get nice buzz on? But I do feel like <laughs> there's a place for all these like really crazy aspirational drinks, and unless you're in the mood for a project, I feel like that place is in a bar. It's not in my I totally my agree. I mean, yeah. listen, people come to Amore all the time, and granted, again, my drinks are all ridiculously simple, and we are 100% willing to give anybody any recipe at any time. We'll write it down for you. Um, but people come in all the time, and they say, wow, why is your, honestly, simple as a Negroni, why is your Negroni so much better than my Negroni? And my answer always is the same, because I do the dishes. <laughs> right? Like, I'm going to make the drink, and then I'm going to clean up. <laughs> like, you just got to sit there and enjoy. That's why yeah. mine's better. It's about the experience. Yeah, man. It's all about what's going on in the yeah. food. Food, to me, always tastes better when someone else oh, is Oh, God, it. of course. I don't care what it is. And there's SpaghettiOs, way better than whatever I was going to make. <laughs> yeah. If you made it for me and brought it to me. Yeah, man. And cleaned up after. Like, yeah. That's it. That's exactly, it. man. <laughs> Did you do the dishes? But what's cool about... what well, I think it's really cool about this book, and it's a... I mean, like it's, we we haven't. I just want to say that we haven't given away the entirety of the book by talking about it on the radio. So there's plenty of information here. So definitely go buy the book. It's out on from Chronicle Books. Um, it's called Shake Stir Sip. Um, but what's cool about it, and what we were just talking about, is that it's not like a lot of books that come out on the subject of of cocktails and food are lofty, the, overcomplicated. 
Well, but they're also they tend to sway to like one direction or they're like they're either for industry people or oh, they're sure. for the home bartender. And this one is really great because it's it's kind of like a boomerang in a book, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, it really, I'm, I'm serious, you know, cause like it's it. like, there's, there's modern drinks, there's classic drinks and they're all, all equal parts, easy to bang out. And, and you know, like for, for the modern cocktail recipes that are in here that belong to, uh, different bartenders around the world, it's kind of like, all right, here you go. Like, this is like, we're, we're, we're sharing this drink it's right now. It's easy to see why it's already in its second printing. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's and that's easy incredible. to see why I'm already on my second cocktail. <laughs> what? Where's mine? Your glass is way over there. We gotta, get a, we gotta get a smaller studio. <laughs> I, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I, I, and I mean that as a compliment, by the way. Thank you. No, <laughs> the, no, thank you. I think it's, I think I think it's, it's really you too. We don't have to for, compliment you. You're in your second printing yeah, in, less than a, in less than two weeks. What was it? Less than one week? Less than a week. Less than a week. I she know. says so timidly. You're lunch, right? She says timidly. <laughs> less than a week. That's amazing. It's, I don't know what that means, frankly, though. But, I mean, how many copies does that mean? I'm not sure off the top of my head, but I know however many were printed, they are now all at retailers, They're online They're retailers. Out there. They're no yeah. more in the, the warehouse, and that, that makes my, my writer heart very happy. Yeah, awesome. Good and for you. And there are more coming. Speaking I'm, of I'm your sure writer heart. Books is pretty happy about that, too. Yeah, no, <laughs> no shit. Speaking of your writer heart, um, let's bounce backwards one, because you have, this isn't your first book. It's not no. your first rodeo. No. Um, and you mentioned, I saw it just briefly somewhere in here, that you mentioned the other book. Uh, which was uh, it's cocktails for a crowd was my was the the previous book and that's all big batch recipes punches pitchers um, also home home friendly recipes punches pitchers like it and bottled cocktails like bottled negronis I think the bottled uh, cocktail is the wave of the future yeah I mean well and you just rolled in one. here with this bottle and we're the bottle we're about a third bottle. of the way through with what you brought already <laughs> mostly due to my muscle um. It's gonna be a rough night at work. I got yeah. No. <laughs> I gotta go this. straight there from here. Actually, you got a free game. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, I, thank you for saying that. Thank you for <laughs> for justifying this. Um, but you know, like our buddy uh, Tristan Willie, he always has uh, either a bottled Manhattan or a bottled Negroni at home. And you were talking about like making like a Negroni for yourself at home. Depending, yeah, I was gonna make depending that on too. what what you have at home. You know, it, it dictates what you can what you can make. But like he always. From from what I understand, always has uh, like a bottled cocktail at home, so that way, like whenever he gets home from work, or it's, it's whatever no, he's doing, no thought involved. Just boom. Uh, I love that. That's a great idea. I'm gonna fucking adopt that. I feel like it's the wave of the future too, because I'm starting to see even yeah, more commercial brands. I mean, we've seen cans of, of rock and rye. We've seen that can of rock and rye is delicious. We've seen bottled cocktails mm-hmm. from from bartenders and commercial brands and. Yeah, Aaron Polsky did that little we did, thing before uh, he left New York. We were working on something together, but what we did, we made a bottled Negroni as a gummy. Remember the oh my, you know the Haribo, like whatever the yeah. the, the gummy, gummy like the little uh, the little Coke bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We found the mold for that, and we actually with Meyer, get uh, out of here. We made a gummy bottled Negroni, and it was like this tongue-in-cheek thing. It was right when everyone was starting to do like bottled cocktails, bottled Negronis, and stuff like that. So we're like, we're going to make the Negroni a, an actual bottle that, you, that eat, you can eat. <laughs> and you can, it's an edible alcohol. How so much was in it? We we didn't have a hydrometer. So, like... <laughs> I mean, Meyer was on the case, though. That guy's yeah. super smart. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, it was pretty, 
pretty crazy. But yeah, I mean, they go to the beach, going camping. You know, like if you want to have a cocktail, bottle that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you know, be if a you lot can, better if it's if equal could, parts. If you could put together an equal parts cocktail into a bottle, with or without juice, that's just on hand for you to sip on as you're. I got home from work. This is what I'm having after you know my nine to five job, or I got home from work after my bar job. Eliminate that like two to five minutes of you know wonder of what you're going to make and just have something ready to pour. I think that's a brilliant idea. What would yours be? I mean, uh, overwhelmingly, it would probably be an an old-fashioned. Yeah? Which is a weird one to bottle, but I've bottled them before. We used to bottle them at Rye. We did a a six six old-fashions in a a bottle that we sold. Bottle service? Bottle service, baby. (laughs) Nice. What would yours be, Damon? Um, What would yours be, Kara? Jeez. Negroni. Oh, you already said the Negroni. Negroni. Classic. I'd Straight probably, up. I'd probably go with... Um, I, yeah. Up. Like a De La Louisiane. Oh, fancy Oh, that's a you. good choice, like too. Yeah. Kind of like Vicaray-ish. Yeah. You know. I love... I love... I love that shit. <laughs> I gotta tell but, you, man. But mm-hmm. I, but now, yeah, the more I drink this uh, disco ball, I'm, I'm kind of changing my mind. I'm being swayed into this direction. This is really... Where was this again? Florida? Yeah. I'm Jackson from Florida. Ball. Thank you, Florida. <laughs> Jack's Beach. It wouldn't be bad with a little ice in there, too. Is it? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah sure. Throw some in mine. Do it. I'm going to drink it like it is. It's fine with me. Yeah. I'm good cool with this, too. I love the sort of, you know... Um, I make a mess. <laughs> it's okay. It's yeah. not it's the, the radio. first no one can been see. spilled here. Yeah, right. No one <laughs> sees what we do here. So, Kara, where, what, what's... Uh, are you going to be on a book tour? Like, what, what are your Well, um, just before the show started, Karen and I are trying to hammer out a date. It looks like, and this is tentative, so, but 16 October, you might be at Amoria Margo signing, signing this book. That'd be great, which is a Sunday. Uh, no, no hours or whatever yet, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, but that date is looking clear. I'm going to have to clear that with everybody at the building to make sure. Excellent. So cool. that, there's that. What else you got? Um, I'll also be in D.C. and Boston, kind of locking down some last details. But, yeah, I'll be, I'll be out and about. And you're going to be practicing your, like, five-bottle pickup? <laughs> I will not. <laughs> but I will be practicing my, my bottled cocktails and maybe my my two-bottle port, perhaps. That's about all I can handle. Well, I... Got to leave something for the yeah, pros. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> there are reasons to go to bars. Yeah. Well, we thank you so much. We do the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> we do the dishes. Um, Kara, it's been a while since I've seen you, and it's really great to see you, and I'm, congratulations on the book. It seems... Crushing it. Like you're just killing it right now. And, uh... And thanks for being here. Yeah. My pleasure. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Thank you. Cheers. Well, that's it for the Speakeasy this week. Check out Shake, Stir, Sip on Chronicle Books from Kerry Newman. Uh, it's a really cool book. Lots of cool information in there. And really just fun. Yeah. This just is fun, fun drink making. I mean, fun, what what makes drinking. drinking more fun than making the drinks easier to make? Dude, if you can... Take, take, the, take the problems out of the thing and create a solution. If you can go onto the roof... With like a couple of bottles and like just pour them like into your buddy's mouth, like pour on style. You can see Dave with his arms high. like raised up, dude. Yeah, that's. I mean, like, how fun is that? That's awesome. It's really cool. We're we're being very mature right now. Um, <laughs> anyway, check out the book. Uh, check out also the other shows on Heritage Radio Network. There's so many other fun shows just like this one. Uh, although I think I think we probably have the most fun. We got right? the most fun. Yeah. All right. Well, until next week. Think, first of all, thanks again, Kara. Um, Till next week, I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Southern Teague. And this is the Speakeasy. Cheers, y'all. Cheers, guys. 
so you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.